I mean, I've had people like my mom's friend was like, well, what does your husband think about you posting that? And I'm like, well, for one, it's my body, not his. He does not own it. Amen. <laughs> and secondly, he's not one of those guys that's trying to tell me to cover up and stuff like my ex best friend's boyfriend. He yeah. thinks that it's awesome that he's um, he feels like I'm empowered and like he's very supportive of that. And so he's like, if you feel good about it, then yeah. I say do yeah. it. It's not you're- like you're trying to like get some from posting. Welcome back to another episode of Side Boobs and Side Hustles. I'm Britt. And I'm Shelby. There's something I need to address. What? Everybody calls me Britt or B or Ferris. Mm-hmm. Nobody calls me Brittany. But it's really, really, really hard for me not to say Brittany. Like, it feels weird to call myself Britt. No, I shouldn't. But it does. I was about to say Shelbs, but... But it feels weird, doesn't it? It feels weird, and exactly. it's kind of like I get tongue-tied, kind of. Yeah, I feel like saying Brit is an incomplete sentence. I feel like Brit is a nickname, and it's like other people call you your, by your nickname, not by your... B- but I don't but feel then. like I can call myself that. I can't call myself Shelbs. I'm Shelbs. No, it's so weird. <laughs> that That's one sounds I say worse. Shelby. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll see what I go with. I change it every time, I feel. You do. You do. Today, we are here with Macy. Macy Haney. Macy Haney. And she's going to tell us a lot of things today, actually, um, like massage therapy. She's a model. She's very big into like wellness, body shaming, feminism. She's an artist. She is. Um, she's going to tell us a little bit about therapy and kind of just her all around style, too, I feel. Yeah, she's trendy. She's very trendy, and I'm very jealous because I am not trendy at all. Yes. Um, before we get into that, um, I think we're going to give this new segment a shot. I don't know. Yeah? <gasps> I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Like that new new? That new new. We're on that, that new, new new shit. Um, so what we want to do is every week we will announce something that Shelby and I are going to try that is new throughout the week. And we are going to encourage our listeners to try it as well. Um, it could be a recipe. <laughs> yoga i don't know it could be you know we don't know yet we haven't made it that far skydiving i might shit myself if i skydive yeah we're just gonna do something new announce it and then talk about it so if you want to participate stay tuned yeah we'll see (laughs) stay tuned it was just an idea that we wanted to tell you guys but we don't have it fully planned no no plans (laughs) what do you want to do this week um let's do a workout okay a workout is that good yeah that's something everybody can do yeah let's we'll do post like a specific one so people can find it yes check out our instagram story story yeah it'll be there when we find it we haven't found it yet yeah <laughs> just <laughs> and let us know keep if you in liked touch. it <laughs> <laughs> they all do it and we don't <laughs> probably we're gonna be doing a workout with our wine glass to our mouth and back on the table like good job guys you're doing great yeah yeah so So, let's do let's do high and low real quick do you want to go first yes um for those new listeners out there we do high key low key and it basically obviously the high is like a high moment in your life brag on yourself something exciting Mm -hmm. and then low key is like eh 
we're kind of embarrassed about it or it's yeah. not really going great for us. Mine's usually about stress. Yeah. <laughs> Just something you need to get off your chest or something awkward. Um, so that's that. You want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So high key. You guys, I told you that Gus is trying to be little Keezy Breezy for Keystone Light. Mm-hmm. His submissions are in. We find out tomorrow, but Keystone Light has liked all three of his submissions on Instagram, people. Yes. And we're talking about the beer here. Yeah. The beer, the company. And what? tell him what happens if you win. If he wins, he becomes their mascot for a year. We get a year supply of Key Lightful Keystone Light, mm-hmm. and we get $10,000. Woohoo! Time to buy a house. I know. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> I need it. I'm so nervous. I know. I'm sweating. <laughs> and you're breathing heavy. I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> Even if you, I don't, either way, tomorrow I'm crying regardless of the results. Tomorrow we're not doing the workout. No, not tomorrow. You won't find me working out tomorrow. So, okay, then what's your low? Uh, my low? So, a couple days ago I was painting my mom's house and I shut my finger in the sliding door and I was about to throw up. Then yesterday... Uh-huh. I slammed my leg in the door. The wind was so crazy, and I was, like, halfway in my car, and the wind just slammed it right on my kneecap. So, you know how things happen in threes? Mm-hmm. I'm scared of what's going to get smashed next. So, Brittany's not good with doors. No. You should probably watch out for the car, because that's probably what's next. I know. I'm really nervous. But hopefully you don't lose a limb. I have, like, bruises on my legs from being crushed, <laughs> and it made a weird popping sound. Oh, no. So. No workout for you. No, nope, we still can't work out, guys. <laughs> That's a good excuse. Yeah. What's my excuse? Um, okay, my high. <clears throat> okay, so as many of you know, Tyler. I don't know why I said that so weird. I was like, oh, do I say his name? But I've said his name the whole time. So Tyler, you all know Tyler by now. Um, we had his two-year-old daughter this weekend with us for Easter. And guess what, guys? What? Oh, my God. I need a drum roll. She chose to lay with me over Tyler and her grandma. Aww. She chose me over both of them. That's really sweet and precious. That's like, I know it's kind of like weird for you guys. Like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. But that's like a monumental step for me yeah. coming in as like a bonus mom. Um, I almost cried. Gotta feel good. It does. Because that means she trusts me and she's comfortable with me. Aww, I know. Cute. Oh, freaking love that little girl. Um, and then my low. What was my low? Oh. Oh. Oh, oh no. What I was just it? Remember. What is it? You Your tell fucking them. time management. Skills. My time management, guys. I'm dying over here. She's about to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like 30 seconds late to the interview today with Macy. Here's the thing, though. You have to be here early so we can discuss the interview before she gets here. <laughs> you got here after the guest. I got here after the guest, guys. <laughs> but I went out of town for Easter. Just kidding. I have no excuse. No, you don't. <laughs> I have no excuse. I did tell her that tonight when I go home, I'm going to, like, make a list and prioritize my time better usually i'm very good i'm never late just um, like this last month it's freaking this me out last month every time i need you here i tell you an hour early just because i know you're not gonna be here all time. i know and i've never been like that i've always been like very trustworthy in that aspect and everything and i don't know what's going on because i feel like it's because i try to sleep as long as i can as much as i can and the fact that i was coming from like 
an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes away, I didn't realize like, oh, it's 1130. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to leave at 1112 or whatever. And I was just trying to sleep as much as I could because I am not getting good sleep. Yeah. My night terrors are coming back. Well, we forgive you for now. For now. Don't let it happen again. Yeah. I don't want to be replaced. Yeah. (laughs) Better shape the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So let's get this thing started with Macy. Yeah. And here is Macy Haney. Woohoo. All right, guys, we are sitting down with Macy Haney today. Hi. Hello. You look ravishing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're so stylish. <laughs> I try. I know you're a big thrifter, and we'll talk about that more later. But for now, go ahead and just kind of tell us your backstory, who you are, how you got to where you are now. Yes. All those little <laughs> history details. Um. Okay. Well, I've lived in Wichita my whole life, except for second grade. I lived in Texas during that time. So, I don't know. I'm like, do so I need you, to mention that or can I just say Wichita the whole time? It's, it's whatever you want to do, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. So you moved to Texas while in second grade and then moved back? Yeah. My mom started dating this guy after my parents divorced. So mm-hmm. we moved there with him because of his job. Then they broke up. So we came back. Okay. So Gotcha. Yeah. So short turn time. Yes. And I remember I was so happy to move back because I was going to be around my the rest of my family. But I was really bummed because I was about to enter an art show at school. And then she's oh. like, we're moving back. And I was like, Dang. I want to do the art show. Yeah. <laughs> art was my favorite in elementary school. Yes. I did one at that school and I got third place out of like 30. And so then I really wanted to do it again. Hell but yeah. we had to move. So damn, whatever. <laughs> but it was good because she got away from that guy. From so. that guy. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Where did you go to school at when you lived here? Um, I went to Northwest High School. Yep. So graduated 2011 mm-hmm. and then I went to Butler after that because I didn't know what I wanted to do I think um, everybody should start it at community colleges honestly right like I think everybody just goes there because they're not sure what they want to do yet did you figure it out um kind of <laughs> <laughs> it was more of like I didn't care about school I started dropping classes like crazy and I had just broken up with um my boyfriend from high school and that was like my first really bad heartbreak Mm. so um I was really depressed and I I was barely going to school dropping classes I lost my financial aid and then I wanted to take a year off my mom wouldn't let me she was like nope if you're living here you're going to school you're working Mm. and so she pushed me to keep going so I think a lot of college students are very depressed and they don't want to talk about it and they don't want to deal with it Mm -hmm. and a lot of them either just shut everybody out or they party a lot Mm-hmm. it's just a weird age where you're expected to know like everything that you want to do with your life and you're expected to just succeed so quickly you're expected to know what the heck you're doing but for me it was hard because my parents didn't go to college so I had no I had no idea what FAFSA even was yeah honestly yeah it's like you're the first I've person applied. to figure it out yeah and it's like just so much on your plate and you don't want to fail but mm-hmm. don't have the help from your parents and stuff like that it was really hard too because I felt like my mom was pushing me to figure out what I want to do immediately and I wasn't sure yet and I didn't want to waste money and time yeah but I know she just didn't want me to be lazy and work at Target for the rest of my life so yeah that's why but I was kind of like how are you expecting me to figure out right now what I want to do for the rest of my life but you won't even let me stay out past midnight like we had a lot of issues yes yes it's like you're expected to be an adult but then again you can't do 
other things. Other adult things. Yeah. 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 So. So you went to Butler. Did you end up graduating? Do you have a degree or did you end up taking a different path? No. So I just did gen eds there. I only passed like English, Spanish, and human sexuality class. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And so at that point when I took a year, I was going to take a year off. My mom was like, nope. I was literally watching Jerry Springer at home on the couch. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> and this commercial came on for Heritage College and their massage program. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I applied online right then. And they called me like 10 minutes later and I had an interview the next day. So it happened very oh my fast. Gosh. Yeah. 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 So, and they tried to kind of act like it was hard to get in, but it w- absolutely was not mm-hmm. at all. I don't think they would have called you that fast if it was that hard to get yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> They, they probably, like, needed students. Oh, yeah. Especially then. And uh, they I think they went bankrupt. They're not even open anymore. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So what was yeah. that college? What did it um, entail? It So they had, like, different programs. They had massage, x-ray tech, dental tech, vet tech. Just, like, a... What do you tech, call that? Like, a trade tech school? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like kind it. of. But, yeah, massage was, like, their main program. So you did one class at a time for six weeks, um, each class, which was really nice because you don't have to focus on a that bunch of stuff. That sounds really nice. Multiple classes, yeah. Yeah, that's it was so nice. super nice. And so it was like four hours a day, five days a week. Um, I did the morning classes. Um, so yeah, it was about a year with an internship, mm-hmm. but I did almost drop out because I was at that point after going through like the breakup from high school, like before Butler. And then after that, I met all my friends from back then, and I was just partying and drinking, like, five nights a week. Like, just, yeah, I was not doing good in that aspect, and I was just not really caring about school after a while. How long was the program for? Um, about a year. A year? Yeah, okay. including an internship at the end. And then you also did, like, you know when people are in hair school and they um, are on the floor for a little bit before yeah. they graduate? Yeah. We had something kind of like that, too. So okay. they called it clinic, but mm-hmm. so I did that as well. But so you just saw this commercial while you were watching Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. It was like your calling. That's yeah, really kind of weird how, how I it, it works. Honestly, I don't know. I think it's on Netflix. Ellen has a stand up thing where she talks about her thing. And it's just like all of a sudden out of nowhere. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's crazy. But it reminds me of that. Like how she yeah. became who she is. It's awesome. She was in a really, really low, low place at that point in her life, too. So, uh, going with the massage therapy, uh, like, what are some benefits of, like, getting a massage? Is it, like, physical, mental, emotional? Is it all mm-hmm. of it? Like, yeah, what do you I think can, the benefits are? It can be everything because, I mean, you can even have people who they don't realize that they're holding emotional stress in their muscles and you start working on them and they'll just start crying on your table because it's just That's releasing crazy. it. It's so crazy. I feel like that would be me right now. Yeah. <laughs> Because I've even gotten a massage before too, and I don't. I'm like I don't know why, but I just feel like I want to cry right now afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool, especially also because some people use it as like their therapy session, and they talk to you the whole time about their problems. You just have to be careful because it's out of my scope of practice, I guess, yeah. to give them advice. So yeah. I just listen and mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. Oh, <laughs> so that's but, awesome though. But yeah, I like that it has like that mental and emotional aspect of it as well as the physical because mm-hmm. that's kind of obvious but like I like that part too. I think most people see it as like a luxury to get a massage and it's mm-hmm. really not I think that 
people need to be doing yeah, it regularly yeah yeah take care of yourself if and... only like health insurance would cover it more because yes. mm-hmm. i've had some instances where they do but yeah it's definitely a necessity for a lot of people especially people who have um, a lot of illnesses and stuff and problems with their bones and like joints chronic issues too yeah um i bet it's nice like having people come and talk to you because it's always nice to like be the listener because mm-hmm. then people can kind of trust you and yeah i've noticed i kind of because i've done massage for seven years now so over time since i'm not allowed to really talk to them too much about myself or give them advice sometimes when i'm talking to people just in general outside of work i forget to be like oh how are you after they oh, asked me because yeah. oh, yeah. i'm kind of used to not saying a lot mm-hmm. but i don't know it is nice because there's sometimes where i'm in my massage room with my client and it's completely silent and it's kind of nice i don't have to talk to anyone yeah but if they are talking then the time goes by really fast mm-hmm. so, so like how frequently should someone get a massage um, it really depends on the person. Usually, I would say every two weeks or every month, like once a month if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, it really just depends. I think a lot of people, it depends on how much they can afford, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I feel bad telling them. I'm like, hey, if you can come weekly or biweekly, that'd be great. But I'm like, I don't know their financial situation, and I know that's really hard. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like, I shouldn't assume that they can't afford it. Even though I know I probably couldn't. I mean, it's your job to make the recommendation. So regardless, I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either they're going to take it or they don't. If they don't, that's okay. If they do, then that's great. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's definitely really good if they have um, certain issues with a specific area or something. If they come consistently to get a massage and then they like trail off slowly after that. But that initial being consistent with it can help a lot. I got one about a month ago and... I don't know if she if they're like supposed to tell me what they're doing the whole time but the only thing she said to me she was like does your hip hurt and I was like <laughs> well when you touch it I guess it kind of does and she's like it's really crooked <laughs> oh my god oh. she didn't explain it any further than that so now I'm like oh my god do I need to go back is something wrong with my hip do I need to go to the <laughs> oh chiropractor <my> I <laughs> love the chiropractor I love the chiropractor too they help so much mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand yeah so I have a question like what is the difference between a regular massage and the deep tissue like what what does it do for your body so what i mostly do is swedish massage which Mm -hmm. is usually um it's certain techniques which um because i don't know like shiatsu or anything like that Mm -hmm. but it's usually a medium pressure and then um deep tissue is going farther into the muscles into the fascia using a lot more of my elbows and forearms it's a lot slower and um more of it's relaxing but it's more of like we're gonna fix this problem like it might hurt now but it'll feel good later maybe yes (laughs) and we we do have like a pain scale so if it's hurting so bad that you're tensing up you're shaking or you're holding your breath clenching your fist like that's not even helping so you want to be at their pain tolerance to like right before it's really hurting them Mm -hmm. because like we did in school it's on a scale of one to ten so five is like your medium it's good and you want to be at like seven or eight when you're working on areas with deep tissue hmm. yeah how how are your hands strong enough like i give <laughs> a massage sore? for like two Do minutes and i'm like i'm done oh my god i'm <laughs> probably tunnel. gonna have carpal tunnel like next year yeah it's been really weird since we've been not working for the past month 
Mm. Like I, my hands haven't had a break for seven years. Yeah. I've been doing it constant. So that's been really, really strange. I have had problems with my thumbs. Um, the chiropractor even pops them. It's oh. so awesome. That's crazy. But yeah. Tyler's really good at popping Ugh. thumbs, but I can't do it to save my life. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to do it myself. Like, I don't know. But yeah, my hands used to hurt really bad um, when I first started, and now they're just sore every once in a while. Sometimes, like after a long week, they'll mm-hmm. be they'll be sore in the mornings. But I think I've built up the strength in them quite yeah. a bit. That's wild because but I literally can't do it for more than like two minutes. Right? Up. Yeah, it's like you massage like your boyfriend or whoever for like ten minutes, and you're like, okay, I'm done. Okay, now you do me for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I had a question. While you're thinking. Oh. Do you have any, like, funny stories from giving massages that you can share? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, in school, they had us write a paper about what you would do if somebody got really creepy and, and oh. stuff like that. Mm. And I feel like we should have, like, a panic button in our rooms or something that we yes. can hit. Because, for one, your hands are all slippery. Like, what if you can't get to the door? Yeah. And I've thought about when I have a guy in my room and okay so the door's here the big table's right there what if i'm on the other side of it working on this side of him and then i can't get to the freaking door if he tries to attack me so i've definitely it's sad but i've had like when i have male clients i have to think like of exit strategies i don't have to like i I don't leave my drink in there every woman in any situation but especially yours that's kind of scary because you're i'm sure you're like in a tinier room and it is really can be scary i'm definitely like on the defense usually unless i've worked on them a million times Mm -hmm. because usually i have coffee in my room with me and while they're getting on the table i take it out of the room because i'm like what if they put a roofie in this and then i come back in and i start drinking my coffee while i'm working on them and i pass out like you have to be so careful which is so sad but Mm -hmm. but yeah um no i had a really uncomfortable situation it was like a year ago maybe and this guy i had seen him like four or five times and we always talked throughout the massage so it was kind of like we built up that client um therapist friendship so Mm -hmm. i felt even more pissed off about what he did and he was probably like in his 50s and when i came in the room like the fourth or fifth time i'd i saw him he had the sheet completely below his butt and he was like completely naked which doesn't i don't care you know i actually prefer my clients to be so i can actually work on your glutes but Mm -hmm. he had the sheet completely below his butt and i was like okay i don't need it that low like i'm gonna because when i drape you i don't need you to see your butt crack i know how to do it yeah so i'm like you don't have to have the sheet that low and so i just covered him back up but then when i flipped him over he kept trying to scoot the sheet like down more and he had his arms on top of it so i couldn't pull it up and normally it's like you know up here on your chest and he had it down so low below his belly button and then he kept inching it down and down and then i saw his pubes and at that point, I was like, okay, we're done. And I just walked out. There was like 20 minutes left for the massage. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. That's crazy. Gonna... I would not know what to, I wouldn't know how to mm. handle it. I was it. shaking. I wouldn't That's... know what to do. I'd be like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, what do I do? I don't know. Do I look, I'm awkward. Do I, not look, do I look do like I'm awkward? Oh my like, God. <laughs> it's so scary. Hmm. And I was so mad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, not necessary. Yeah. yeah. In that situation. Yeah. So, what is it like touching somebody's naked body? Is it <laughs> is it weird at first? Is it not? Is it normal? Um, 
it seems normal to me because I just see it as like my work like I don't think oh my god this person's naked on my table I'm like okay this is um the problem area I'm gonna work on this like in my head I don't say that but yeah but yeah I just see it as like it's your job job yeah I don't because there I have had people who are like friends or family or whoever and they're like oh I don't know if I could get naked in front of you and I'm like for one I'm not gonna see anything yeah. And I'm not thinking of it that way at yeah. all. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. I saw this thing that was like, describe the job that you do in the weirdest way. And I was like, I literally touch naked people for a living. Yeah. I rub lotion on them. I Ugh. rub lotion on them and my hands are all oily. <laughs> yeah. And no just imagine deal. like a hairy back. And oh. it, uh, I don't know yeah. if I could handle when it. You, I've, I mean, I've had like your hands start to go numb because of the hair on their back. And then I've had, like, their back hair, like, stuck well, to my hair. Uh, mm, that's I, why I can't be yeah. a hairdresser. I hate when there's, like, hand. Like, yep. Not hand. No, but there has <laughs> been, yeah, I've seen a lot of gross stuff. I've seen it all. <gasps> so, what I was going to ask earlier is, do you have any, like, at-home, like, tips or tricks or, like, pressure points that would help people? Mm-hmm. Or, like, what's, like, a at-home remedy you would recommend um i definitely have that because um when i leave my clients i tell them um usually when they should come back um and then also i give them kind of homework and Mm -hmm. honestly a lot of people don't do it Mm -hmm. and then expect me to fix them magically (laughs) after one time and i'm like okay but did you do everything i told you to do Mm -hmm. um because i always make sure i tell them to drink a lot of water especially the day of um that's really important since we moved around all the toxins and hopefully push them out and increase their circulation. Um, so drinking um, a lot more water than normal and then stretching is a huge thing and most people don't do it, but that really can improve um, your situation a lot. I tell people they can get a tennis ball and go on the wall to use that um, oh, to yes. get out trigger points. Like two days ago i could not move my neck like side by side but then like throughout the day the more i moved the more i stretched it the better it felt mm-hmm. yeah like practicing range of motion is really important too mm-hmm. i have been painting my mom's house so i've been like looking up and like doing mm-hmm. this and i woke up and i was like oh my god oh my god yeah. i don't know what to do i don't know what to, <laughs> do. Know what to do yeah <laughs> it's so bad we'll like ask you know like what do you okay so what do you do for a living that's a huge thing i ask them because if you think about like a construction worker or something they're like this all day doing something like hammering or something that's gonna totally correlate oh yeah i have a lot of women who hold their purse or their kids on one certain side and mm-hmm. that really messes them up so mm-hmm. yeah so transitioning into something a little more serious um, you had mentioned to us earlier about what it was like breaking up with your best friend. Do you want to tell us more about that? Yeah. Because um, everybody goes through it. E- every yes. woman goes through this. Men, I feel like they go through this, but their best friends, like, the next day, mm-hmm. they just get into a fist fight. Oh, yeah. Then they're over <laughs> And then they're over it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Definitely. Um, because I feel like everybody goes through this, but it's not talked about as much as, like, It's not, and it should be. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I had this best friend since I was 11. So we, that's like, we were best friends for like 14 years, yeah, really a long, long time. time. And, um, she was in my wedding, like everything. So that's what kind of when it fell apart, which was two years ago. And 
there were a lot of different reasons why I had to break up with her. Um, and I'm not good with confrontation at all. Oh, I'm not either. I oh hate my it. God, it no. scares me. No. I'm getting better though. Especially because like every time we had an issue, her and I like she would start crying and be like, I'm so sorry. And then I would feel terrible. Like maybe I overreacted and, and I was like, you know, you never really even got to address it because the emotions took control. It. Yeah, yeah. It was like, did I overreact on her? But then she would do that for everything. So yeah. Well then yeah. it's kind of bad because you feel like you're in the wrong and you're sorry when really you shouldn't be. Yes. Yeah. So isn't that like called gaslighting or something? Mm-hmm. Or they make you feel like yeah. you're, you're yes. crazy. Or- yes. yes. I just learned about gaslighting this it's year. It's a thing. It's, it's bad. It goes Everybody look it up thing. on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> gaslighting. It's a thing for sure. But really, I'll tell you guys like what like really kickstarted like where I was like, okay, I'm done. But up until then, it was like she would lie about every single thing. It doesn't even matter what it was. Like, if you don't want to hang out, just tell me, but you don't have to lie to me. Like, she would have plans with me and then say that she's sick. And then she would post, like, she had no shame. She would post on Snapchat that she's hanging out with people. Like, mm. I'm like, if you don't want to hang out with me, just be honest. I'm mad yeah. about something else yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, long story short, it was, like, the lying was getting to me about um, different things. And, like, I would get mad about that and we wouldn't talk for months. And then I would forgive her. And then... um she also has an abusive boyfriend. He's definitely verbally and mentally, emotionally abusive. And I got tired of her coming to me and crying about it. And then I would be there for her. And then literally, like, later that day, she would blow me off for him. Yes. Yeah. And That's I was like, the worst. like, I eventually got to the point where I just started yelling at her. I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, don't talk to me about him anymore. I don't want to hear it. Well, after you put in so much of your input and your time... And it, it wears you out, honestly, because it's she's going through it, but then you're going through it also because she's bringing you into it. And yeah. it's exhausting. And it's like, you don't want to help them. You can only help somebody as much as they want to help themselves. Exactly. Yeah, that's where I was like, okay, I'm done doing this. Like, because I even, like, I remember she, like, told me she's crying. She's like, he called me a bitch. He did this. He did that. And I'm just like, okay, but you're going to go hang out with him later. Yeah. yeah. And she would even, like, they would... I would ask her to hang out and she would say, well, we got into a fight earlier and I want to be available to see him if he wants to work it out. And I'm like, why are you giving him that? Yeah. (laughs) That freedom. Yeah. It comes to the point where like he's not doing it to you. You're doing it to yourself because you're letting it happen over and over. So yeah. Yeah. And now they've been together like over hmm, nine, eight nine ten years or something like that a really long time and i've just like i've been so worried that she's just wasting her 20s with this guy and like they don't even live together and it's like okay do what you want you know you don't have to live together but i know she wants marriage and kids and stuff and like he laughs when anyone brings it up when she brings it up when i would bring it up like he would just start laughing and be like oh i don't know one of my best friends went through that they were together for nine ten years high school sweethearts they grew into separate people but still stayed together he was mentally verbally abusive and she would come to me also this was like they broke up maybe like within the last year i would say but they would break up all the time at least like (laughs) once or twice a week and i love her to death but i understand like where you're coming from but she 
finally ended things with him and then she met her boyfriend who she's with now and she, they actually just bought a house together mm-hmm. and i feel like i say this in every episode but it's like you can be with him for two months or two years like it yeah. doesn't matter time does not matter yeah it's who you're with and with my situation i mean i was with my ex for seven years and mm-hmm. we had never talked about marriage or next step and it got to the point where i was like what are we doing? And mm-hmm. then when I did bring it up, he was mad at me, but we still went through with it. And like yeah. anytime we talked about wedding plans and stuff, he was mad about it. So mm-hmm. it's just like not a good situation. If somebody doesn't want to go forward, then like, what are you doing? Yeah. You shouldn't have yeah. to like talk them into it. Yeah. That's what I had to do. I yeah. pretty much had to convince him to propose to me, yeah. which is so sad. Yeah. But I mean, you don't, you didn't realize like what you were doing at the time. No. You, you didn't, mm-hmm. you weren't able to like step back and look at the overall picture. No, you just, cause it's, it's very much like just brainwashing and you don't realize it until. Oh yeah. You definitely realize it later. Yeah. Rock bottom. Cause that's what I was thinking. Like years from now, hopefully she gets out of that situation. Like she's probably going to be like, you were right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I had to take a step back because I just, I couldn't, watch that anymore and i would even like stand up for her right in front of him to his face and then like i felt like betrayed because then she would be like sticking up for him right after that like don't cry to me about it then at that point it's not even she's not even worth like having in your life i feel Mm -hmm. no no but yeah and then the like the last straw was when i got married just like short story but she was a bridesmaid and she was always down to, like oh you're going to do a brunch thing oh we're gonna go get our nails done like whatever we're gonna go drinking oh yeah i can get out of school i can get out of work but if it was like hey can you help us clean up the venue the next day can you help us set up like anything like that oh no sorry my phone was dead i didn't get this like just the not nothing. fun stuff she didn't want to nothing. that she needed to be there for yes and so i i sent her this huge long thing about how mad i was about it and, and she also like we only had um you know open bar is expensive mm-hmm. so we didn't have that we had open bar for up until like a certain point mm-hmm. and i looked over at her at one point and she had three full drinks at once and i was like first of all why don't you ask if me and my husband want something mm-hmm. from the bar and thirdly like you can't hoard drinks up here that's not cool and she's like well i don't i want to get drinks before the money runs out and i was like so does saying that to you um, it's your money yeah (laughs) oh my gosh so yeah it was just after that point because you know before it's like how do you break up with a friend when she's in your wedding that's coming up yeah but after that i was like done (laughs) oh yeah that was what did that conversation look like did you actually have it or was it just like a slow like Um, i'm just not really gonna put up with you anymore it was like a i tried to forgive her a couple of times and we hung out but i noticed because i tried to forgive her but i noticed that it was done because i didn't like who i was when i was around her or even after we got done hanging out i was in a bad mood the rest of the day and i i didn't even want to look at her i didn't want to talk to her I, I was like okay yeah it this just is wasn't done. the same no not at all and so then I just unfriended her from Facebook and then she finally noticed and she tried to call me and I was like I already explained everything I'm not doing it again mm-hmm. so yeah this is different but it is something that I wanted to kind of talk about on here so it's kind of a good moment to move in um so when I did leave my ex I wasn't just leaving him I was leaving my whole life like everyone that was in my wedding was his friends like significant others like those were my friends or those were the only people I hung out with mm-hmm. um not a single person reached out to me when I left not wow. a single one of them wanted to know my side of the story or what happened like they just yeah they just assumed 
Yeah, they and made they their assumption with Eric, and yeah. So I lost literally every single friend that I pretty much had wow. at that point. So I understand breaking up with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a weird transition. People don't understand the impact of like losing friends, and I lost. I mean, almost all of, all of my you friends. You just had your your family, and that was it. Yeah, which I had some friends like out of state and stuff that were, mm -hmm. but I didn't have anybody like here. Yeah, mm -hmm. because I had given up everything to be in that relationship yeah so, so it's like so just over hard. the years you just kind of lose yourself and your own life yeah and so that's that that's that story that, <laughs> that's that right there folks <laughs> so tell us about your in-laws oh <laughs> well i don't speak to them um Neither does my husband, except for his grandparents and his his dad. His dad's side is fabulous, mm -hmm. but yeah, his uh, mom's side, not so much. Um, I haven't talked to his mom since our wedding, so almost two years. Mm -hmm. And then I haven't talked to my sister in law for a year now. Yeah. So what happened? Um. Well, we've always had a lot of issues because they um it's mostly women in the family and not that that's bad but you know how catty they i know be. where you're going yes mm -hmm. they're very protective of him and like i was never good enough for him mm -hmm. it was like you walk in and you feel like you're in high school like you go to yes. his grandma's house and they're all just like looking well, at you it's like you're like the new girl mm -hmm. coming in and yeah yeah just very judgmental and just always i wasn't good enough for him and um we like I because I had problems with his sister kind of right off the bat with that and I mean she was only 17 like you know she's really young and um I was only 20 so that's kind of understandable mm -hmm. but then about a year into our relationship his mom stole money from me oh. and that just it went real downhill from there like so bad um so I've always had issues with her, especially the more I learned about how she was to my husband. It, it made me mad because I feel like I don't understand how somebody could do that to their kid, like treat their kid the way that she did. And she didn't even care because no one's ever held her accountable for what she does. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like a lot of people have parents that are like that mm -hmm. um, and they need to be held accountable, but you're the child, so you can't do that yeah it's, it's not like, you feel like it's you not your authority? position yeah yeah it sucks and especially like from my point I'm like I'm her daughter-in-law like I don't have any authority yeah. and I was also trying to tell him like please stand up for yourself and me like please and he had a really hard time with that because he's a very he's he's come out of his shell a lot but he's was always very quiet and mm -hmm. just like just not whatever happened happened and if you say yeah. anything you're just a bitch so yes. yeah don't do it yeah. exactly. don't do it don't do it i'm not gonna go like, anywhere <laughs> they like once he started standing up for himself like of course they thought that i was like controlling him yeah yeah like trying to no. change him yeah but because what i learned is like people would rather put the blame on you than be held accountable for what they've done absolutely um, it definitely taught me a lot. I went through a lot. Like I remember breaking down so many times and telling him, my husband, that I'm like, there's only so much I can take. I like, I really don't know if I can be with you because, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to make you choose between me and your family. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a constant emotional strain when you have issues with family or in-laws or anything like that's something you yes. have to deal with forever. Cause even yeah. if you're not talking to them now, like that's a it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime something big, it's not yeah. Anytime away. something mm -hmm. big happens, like 
you can't really share it with them and yes. whether or not you want to it still probably crosses your mind yeah because yeah. i see yeah. other girls who have like a, the sweetest mother-in-law ever and i'm like what's that like yeah <laughs> that'd be so nice to be able to get along with them mm-hmm. um and i definitely have tried like for me when his mom stole money from me that and she's never admitted it though but that was something that was so hard to get over because you you know when you forgive somebody who's not even sorry yeah that's so don't do it honestly yeah i I don't think i could because i didn't go around for months after that Mm -hmm. and then when i did his sister kind of took like her mom's side and thought that i was just causing problems she didn't believe that it happened and so that does suck that yeah that caused like a huge issue between her and i all over again and just yeah it like i could talk to you guys about this forever but yeah just don't have a good relationship with them at all and eventually after our wedding um his mom made him choose between me and her she said if you choose her i'm done and he was like okay well do you think i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with my mommy like yeah (laughs) i'm done especially because Macy hasn't done anything wrong yeah Yeah. people need to grow up it's just a lot of um also his family doesn't like to talk about problems they just sweep it under sweep the rug it. and act like they're perfect and so that's, that's the worst a lot of issues. that's honestly like the worst i would mm-hmm. hate to live in a household that's like that and it's bad. you can't express anything mm-hmm. yeah it just i don't know yeah it was really hard especially because when we first started dating he's like your family argues a lot and i was like well when we have an issue we work it out you, you yeah. guys act like you're perfect yeah. and talk shit on each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah worst kind of family yeah so i don't know um it's definitely gotten so much better since we don't talk to them because we don't have as many things to complain about to each other. Yeah. And, like, we used to fight all the time over it because his mom or sister or somebody would do something to me or his cousins, like, they weren't even invited to our wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would, like, do something to me and then I we would get into it. And I'm like, they're ruining our relationship. Like, this is what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice that you two are on the same page and that's all that matters. Yeah, I finally, because like he was having such a hard time with confronting mm-hmm. his mom and I was like, stand up for me. Yeah. So, yeah, finally. Good. Got it that figured happened. Out. But, well, well yeah. it's good to, It the situation sucks, but it is good like mentally, physically and emotionally to like cut ties with toxic people. Yeah, I think it's like... Even if it's like the scariest thing, like with what Brittany went through. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's so hard, but in the end, it's worth it after you've gone through it and you're done. Mm -hmm. It's so much better. You realize that there's a better life out there for you. Mm -hmm. For sure. So you do massage therapy, um, but you're also really into art as well, and you're an artiste. (laughs) Tell us about Let's get on a lighter topic. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Swerve. (laughs) Swerve. Um, tell us about your art yeah. stuff. Okay, so um, I still struggle with it, but I thought that I wasn't good enough mm-hmm. for it because my friend um, a couple years ago, she was like, you need to do a final Friday, an art show, something like that. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I am not at that level yet. Can you kind of tell me about that? Because I have heard of final Friday, but mm-hmm. I don't know like yeah, what how, is it? can anybody do it? I thought it was like a college thing when I first heard about it. So I don't, like, I've I don't never, know. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. So now it's first Friday because I guess everywhere else does first Friday and we were the only ones doing final. Okay. And so then they switched it recently. Oh. But, um. It's kind of like all local businesses downtown and some outside of downtown do art shows. They just host um, local artists. A lot of times you can just 
um if you're an artist you can just message them and ask them if they have any openings for first friday Mm -hmm. um so yeah so is it only like artwork like paintings drawings and stuff or is it like handmade stuff also like jewelry stuff like that what what exactly um i've seen photography pottery jewelry like all kinds of stuff yeah so that's pretty cool they have i've seen like um even live art like people Hmm. doing dancing and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that too let's go yeah so it's really fun i mean i had heard of them but i'm like i don't know how when where what why Mm -hmm. usually (laughs) on facebook they have a um uh a page where it'll like list all of them for that month where all you can go and who's showing at different places Mm -hmm. so but my yeah my friend was like you need to do one and i was like oh god no i am not at that level i don't when did you when did you like start doing art um, I've always done second it. grade elementary school yeah. in Texas <laughs> right so a long time I've always done it but like it was mostly just a fun thing I never wanted it to become too much of a business because then mm-hmm. I feel like it wouldn't be as fun yeah that's why I don't really like to do too many custom orders because I don't feel like it's something that you don't want to be a job yeah i feel like when people are doing art as a business you need to do pieces and sell them you do not need to do custom work because that's when it takes it away if you're doing it like oh i love this i'm doing it for me and somebody wants to buy it cool but if Mm -hmm. i'm having to do something for you it's not as fun that's when it gets stressful yeah it kind of sucks like having to try to balance that especially because i people ask like do you do custom orders and i'm like oh i want to make the money but yeah (laughs) Yeah. i don't have my like creative freedom with that Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the whole point of doing it but yeah i finally my friend pushed me to do a show because she worked at 86 cold press as her part-time job oh i love it there yes and so that was my first one she asked um austin if i could do it and so ever since then i just like started booking them like every other month every few months yeah so i feel like your main thing that you do are like the colorful canvases mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do those have names is that it's that is that a th- um i guess you could say paint pouring okay i feel like it does suck because i f- like discovered doing that and then i feel like it took off as like a trend and everybody's doing it now yes and i'm like okay so what sets me apart from all the other ones mm-hmm. yeah but what do you do for that are you just pouring is it a certain kind of paint or is there something else you have to add to it you add a pouring medium to acrylic paint yeah and you can add um like liquid silicone um can make different effects i've seen people add like dish soap and stuff but i've never tried that Hmm. but yeah you just pour it on there's different techniques of pouring it too so it's fun fun. i was gonna say it looks fun it's messy i'm always covered in paint yeah sometimes that's the best though I run my carpet at my apartment. (laughs) I need a studio. So tell us about your, I don't don't know how to ask, how do I ask this? Tell me where you get all your clothes so I can buy them too. So like with your style, you obviously have like really good taste of. I call it retro Western. I love that because when you sent me that, I was like, she described it how I never thought it could be described. Like, <laughs> I didn't know how to describe it. I didn't and know that was a thing. Retro. I don't know Western. if it is, but I, it is now. That's it is awesome. now. Because I've gotten more into like Western stuff. But mm-hmm. it's, it's like a balance of, I see like online girls like in New York wearing cowboy boots and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's edgy. But here in Kansas, they just think I'm a farm girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, no, I want to be more like that other yeah. chick. Yes. So I've kind of like tried to incorporate it with 
other stuff mm-hmm. so i don't look too much like, like country girl and camp. grungy western mm-hmm. yeah you know, i think it's all retro. about having to mix the right pieces yeah because anytime yeah. i wear my cowgirl boots out i'm like Ugh, oh, man, i'm a farmer's girl stereotyping today. myself yeah. real hard yeah. yeah it's hard when that's where we live is in kansas yeah. so where do you yeah. get all your clothes um i go thrifting a lot mm-hmm. love thrifting yes you have some hot thrift spots um, yeah tell us tell us all your secrets <laughs> Really, anywhere I, like, anytime I see a thrift store, like, I will, like, turn around and go back. Or, like, a garage mm-hmm. sale or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I love estate sales. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I go to um, the DAV a lot because I really like thrifting home decor, too. Yeah. That's my mm-hmm. jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it's gotten dangerous because now I have way too much stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Because I love, like, little knickknacks. Like, anything that's really weird. I'm like, oh, that like has eclectic. to go in there yeah mm-hmm. it has to be really strange but then after a while it can look too cluttered so as much as i go thrifting i also donate like i'm constantly getting rid of stuff mm-hmm. yeah just switching it out that's how i am with my clothes like if i buy a certain amount of pieces i'll try to get rid of that certain amount yeah and it ends up being like three trash bags a month. <laughs> i know <laughs> but yeah it's i don't know i've kind of also had to tell myself like oh i love this but it is really similar to something i already have i'll let someone else find it yeah that's nice of you give them the (laughs) joy of it yeah okay so like to go along with your dope style and stuff you also do modeling you don't i know you don't want to call yourself a model but i'm gonna call you a model (laughs) fucking model you're a fucking model (laughs) well thanks oh my god i was at um my friend bailey's uh first friday thing recently and one of our other friends introduced me to miss america or miss kansas or whatever mm-hmm. yeah miss kansas and she was yeah. like yes she was like this is my friend macy she's a model and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> but, but you are. <laughs> thank you i don't know it kind of all started when i became friends with shelby lane mm-hmm. and then like um it was like hey do, can you model for me or I was like, can you take pictures of me? It, mm-hmm. That's how it really started. And especially because she asked me to be her assistant when she did a photo shoot. I love Shelly. Um, yes. And so that's how I met like so many girls too, because mm-hmm. I went with her and took pictures of behind the scenes stuff at the 70s shoot she did. Mm-hmm. And so I met like Emily, Amanda, Hunter, like everyone yeah. mm-hmm. from there. So that was really cool. Especially because I made so many friends from that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. And now you do a lot of shoots. And I mean, just like peeping through your pictures, I feel like you have like some revealing ones. <laughs> you do. I yes. love it. I feel like you're very confident and I'm not. So like, Thank you. yeah. Please share your juicy secrets because like I won't even wear like a belly shirt. I won't even wear fitted clothes. Like I just, it's just mm-hmm. not. I can't. I've never, I've yeah. seen you in a bodysuit once and that was it. Yeah. And it was for one picture. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And it was a loose fit one. (laughs) I feel like for one, it's kind of hard because I I absolutely have days where I feel fat and ugly and just disgusting because I think everybody has like that, you know, because I've like, I remember on Instagram one time there was some post 
um, on my explore page about that and I commented about my experience with it and somebody commented back and was like um I just look at your profile you know you're hot shut up and I was like just because I'm posting the pictures that I feel good in doesn't mean that I don't ever feel bad yeah yeah <laughs> and you don't know how hard it was probably to post that picture too like it is yeah. kind of hard you, to do that do you realize how long it took me to figure out if I should post it or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like I'm not gonna post the bad stuff obviously yeah yeah so I've been following yeah. a lot of pages that are more like body positive like showing your stretch marks and all mm-hmm. that stuff and i think that that has kind of helped me but i still yes and not love that. there yeah yeah that um, definitely helps because then it's like oh that's what most people look like that like, yeah i'm normal and they look so good so i'm like why can't i just post a picture in a fitted shirt like mm-hmm. yeah grow and up I Brittany. Even, like i did something yeah. on Insta- my instagram story where i took pictures of my stretch marks and talked about it and this girl who i don't even know messaged me and she was like thank you and i was like oh my god like that's how i would think if somebody else who i thought was perfect did that i'd be like thank Mm -hmm. you so much yeah it's like seeing all those like fitness instagram models like Mm -hmm. posting perfect pictures all the time but then they share that one where it's like they're in an unflattering pose and i'm still just like yeah like you're just slouching but okay (laughs) look so good and i just don't even when i'm trying <laughs> yeah it's definitely like hard to compare yourself especially i mean social media can be good and bad yeah but there's definitely i mean there's even times where like i would post my art and think it looks great and then i saw somebody else's art on there and i'm like oh mine looks like crap i think i'm like that with photography <laughs> like i'm trying to get to a certain point and i'm not there yet and i see all these other beautiful pictures and i'm like you know what you're doing you're okay you're fine stop yeah, it <laughs> exactly we're our harshest critics you know yes. we're we're so hard on ourselves mm-hmm. but with the like revealing pictures and stuff I kind of was like for one I want to show girls like even if my stretch marks may be edited out of a shot or something like I'm not a tiny girl I'm not super big like I feel like mid-size isn't talked about too much and mm-hmm. I want to show girls like hey it's okay to have like thick thighs or a belly or something like yeah it's yeah. fantastic yeah. there's like a still a cot. big plus size movement right now mm-hmm. and but there's not like just there's like no in-betweeners just like yeah I'm like I I'm sorry I have a belly I don't know what to tell you yeah most of us do and um I mean I've had people like my mom's friend was like well what does your husband think about you posting that and I'm like well for one it's my body not his he does not own it amen (laughs) and secondly he's not one of those guys that's trying to tell me to cover up and stuff like my ex-best friend's boyfriend he yeah thinks that it's awesome that he's um he feels like I'm empowered and like he's very supportive of that and so he's like if you feel good about it then yeah. i say do yeah. it it's not you're- like you're trying to like get some from posting it like it's for yeah. you exactly yeah. and i'm like that's what i've always kind of been like with my ex-best friend i'm like um you he, he should be proud that he's with you not coming up to you and buttoning your shirt more when he sees yeah, you. yeah he should be flaunting yeah his girl so i don't know that's what i've like had to tell some people that are like wondering what he thinks about it I'm like well it's not his body it's mine <laughs> yeah so and um, i'm not like cheating on him that by doing that so no. i think no. it's fine <laughs> yeah no it's perfectly fine you recently did a boudoir shoot with bailey was that like empower did that make you feel awesome or how was that because i thought about yeah. doing one just maybe it would like kick my ass into like that direction but yeah. oh my god yeah you should totally do it because for one i gotta hype up 
my girl she makes me feel so comfortable and yeah it's so fun yeah the whole time she's like yes bitch look at you she's so funny oh my god it's the best it really like gives you a lot of confidence and she knows like you can trust like she knows what angles are gonna look good you're gonna look good yeah because i feel like a lot of people walk into a boudoir shoot and they're like i don't know how to be sexy uh-huh. anymore like, yeah she like can coach you through posing like crazy because i had never done something like that yeah and when i did it it was she wanted to promote that she's doing only boudoir so it's back around halloween mm-hmm. and she wanted three models and i was like hi like i didn't really know her back then that well and i was like can i be a model for it i'm nervous but can i mm-hmm. i saw her post it and i wanted to reply but <laughs> yep. i did not yeah sure yep. didn't and so that's like when I did it and it was really fun. So I want to do another one. I'm actually trading with her. We've had to put it on hold because of the whole pandemic. But um, I have a massage table that I have at her house because I've been massaging her so we can just trade for a shoot. But um, This is kind of going backwards, but you do massage for a company here in town. Do mm-hmm. you always want to do that or do you want to like maybe go out on your own and um, do that kind of thing? It's definitely something that's crossed my mind just because, you know, I feel like anybody would think of that, but I don't want to because I see the things that my boss has to deal with as far as insurance, taxes, cranky clients, um, so much stuff goes into running your own business and I would so much rather just go in there, have all my supplies provided for me and do my thing and leave. Yes. And I don't pay rent. It's not like a booth rental. I just and an employee so i'm like this is the perfect place yeah, for me that's nice yeah yeah but it's a lot less stress and weight <gasps> off your shoulders yeah i honestly. just yeah i wouldn't want to have to deal with all the other aspects of it mm-hmm. so through like the boudoir shoot and feeling confident in yourself and social media and everything um talk to us about like feminism and your thoughts feelings reasons on like being an advocate for females i love that (laughs) see it's like you don't think of yourself as like things like i don't know i didn't think of all these things that maybe might label me until you guys like you're like hey we stalked you on social media and we've thought of this and And i'm like oh my gosh i'm not a model or an advocate (laughs) (laughs) i'm just nacy (laughs) but i don't know because my mom like even my mom would be like this is my daughter she's an artist i'm like mom (laughs) um but yeah as far as like feminism goes i think for so long i was really scared to say that word even and Mm -hmm. say like i'm a feminist because it gets a really bad rep it does and i think it's just because people don't fully understand what it means yeah they think it's like just men haters yeah but that's actually like not it at all whatsoever Mm -hmm. um because i even had like an instance recently um where my husband and two of his friends were, um, I would say, sexually harassed at an event that we were at. Mm -hmm. I guess that's how I'd put it. And um, by a girl. And I absolutely 100% was like, nope, not okay. And stood up for them. And I think that the guys were kind of, not my husband, but the other two guys, I think they were like shocked that I was so like, oh my God, no, this is not okay. Yeah. Because they they know that I'm a feminist and they're not, I don't know if they always agree with what I say, but I think the fact that I like stood up for them just as much as I would, if it was the other way around, yeah, they were like, Oh, you're not the type of feminist. That's 
running around the streets with their shirts off with cuss words on their chest and yeah stuff like that like that's bashing it's that's just, there's the girls that are bashing men yeah or yeah like yeah it so, should go both ways it's yes. not just feminism you need to support the men too yeah yeah i don't think that people some people understand what it means whether they're talking shit on feminists or they consider themselves one and they still don't even know what they're actually doing yeah so um because it's, it's more of that we want to be on the same level not that it's we want to be like higher equal yeah rights, kind of and a lot of people i think even females a lot of them don't think that there's an issue anymore and it doesn't need to be talked about but i mean I think a lot of it is it's easy to act like it's not happening if it's not happening personally to you, mm-hmm. but you have to stand up for the other people that are going through things, and why not teach our youth about it too, because it's it could go backwards, downhill so fast, Yeah, yeah. like they need to know about it as well. I took a class in college, it was a feminist class, and we had to write some sort of a paper, and like the question to me was so one-sided that it irritated me a lot. Mm-hmm. and so in my paper back I like just stood up for men and like I was like I understand that this is a feminist class but like you shouldn't be going that hard one way and then like I got I didn't get like a super awesome grade on it but it wasn't bad enough for me to be like oh she did this because of my response yeah mm-hmm. my response and then she like left a note on it and it just said interesting period and oh I was my like God. oh she's one of them <laughs> this is the problem with yeah. feminists because like you're giving it you're going too far one way when it needs yeah. to just be equal on both sides yeah because mm-hmm. i think there is a lot of stuff that that guys go through and i i think there is a pressure on them a lot to act like it's not bothering them mm-hmm. um and because i i don't know if the numbers for sure but i feel like it's a lot more guys who commit suicide and and stuff oh, and definitely. maybe it's because of that pressure it's like middle-aged men who I feel like men have to put on this front of like they have to be like the breadwinners in the house. They have to support their family, stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And here come like middle aged men who aren't making as much money as I thought they were going to be or don't feel like they're doing a good job. And that's what leads them to suicide because they feel like there's mm-hmm. no way out. But I feel I agree with you completely. Like I, I think there's a lot of pressure on men and men are told not to explain their feelings and yeah. stuff like that. And it's that really, really sucks. Bad. Yeah. It's like, we're all humans. Why does it matter what's between your legs? They feel emotions just as much as women do. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They should so, be treated that way. Yeah. So, with, like, thoughts and feelings and stuff like that, um, you think going to therapy is important. So, why do you think it's so important for people? Like, what um, benefits do you think it has? For one, talking to somebody who knows none of the people that you're talking about. They don't... They've never met them. They or just hearing your side of it is nice because they don't have any input from like what anyone else has told them it's not mm-hmm. biased yeah and sometimes too just talking about it out loud um you kind of solve your own issues yourself even because you start thinking about it differently and and reanalyzing it yeah mm-hmm. even just like writing stuff down like journaling can be a good way like mm-hmm. you just write down something that happened and then the next day you're like oh yeah, it wasn't like that, that big of a deal yeah. when i get my life together i'm gonna start journaling i promise yeah <laughs> you are in a year when my life is together <laughs> i'll buy you a journal for your birthday thank you my half birthday okay <laughs> um what is yeah. this is going back we're all over the place right now but what is a message that you think that girls young girls need to hear today um i definitely think that they need to 
not be sorry as much and like hold their ground more and not worry about if they're stepping on anyone's toes whether it's a guy or a girl I think that they just need to hold their own and um kind of because I feel like growing up in our generation we were told like to kind of suppress how we're feeling and stuff to make other people comfortable yep. and I feel like they should be as loud as they want about anything that's going on in I their agree. lives yeah I agree completely yeah I recently had somebody message me and they were like the first time I met you you were so quiet and I've listened to your podcast now and you're you're not you have a lot of thoughts <laughs> and feelings huh? and I was like well you kind of met me when I was at a weird time like my ex had s- suppressed me he like mm-hmm. he he didn't agree with how I told stories he thought that I was like too energetic and I got too into him and I could feel him always glaring at me so it got to the point where I just never spoke like Mm -hmm. all of his friends would call me shy yeah and if you knew me before that relationship I'm not shy even now yeah so anybody god I can't imagine like making someone feel bad about being excited about something yeah like Like, I I would just be talking like this like yeah whatever and I could just feel like getting burned so I just thought I mean I just quit talking Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're out of that situation yeah but suppressing is a big thing even with family yeah Mm -hmm. um so (sighs) with my relationship um so with his last relationship, he felt like he had to suppress all of his feelings or else he would get in trouble. And so that lasted for like 10 years on and off. And so we always, him and I always talk about it. We see these little things where he's like apologizing for stuff he doesn't even need to apologize about. But that's because he's trained to feel bad about everything he does. Mm-hmm. And so he says sorry all the time. And I'm like, you don't need to say sorry. And he's like, I know it's just very weird for me. I'm... I know I need to stop it, but it's just what I've known the past 10 years. And yeah. I'm like, I understand completely, but I just want you to know, like, you have every right to, like, stand up for yourself. I don't want you to feel like you're always be- mm-hmm. the bad guy or something like that. And so it really takes a toll on people. Yeah, because that's what I thought of, like, um, when I say I've, I've had a hard time saying no to things that I don't really even want to do. But I try to say yes just to make the other person happy. Yes. And I'm like, what? Because I'm worried that I'll betray them or something. But why am I not worried about betraying myself? Like, mm-hmm. that should be my first thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you should care about others. But I feel like you need to take care of yourself. That's, sure. that's how I was a couple of years ago. Um, when I was, like, taking the road, everybody is told that they should take, like, after high school. Like, you should go to college. You should do this. You should do this. And I just kept saying yes and yes and yes. And yeah, I overworked myself. There, like, and so yeah like once I got more into photography and like more like freelancing stuff and um I kind of built my business up yes it was a struggle but then I was like I'm not saying yes anymore because Mm -hmm. I'm ruining myself and I'm not gaining anything out of this and it was very hard transition but once I did it um it kind of took away a lot of my problems yeah it's like why is there a set schedule that we're supposed to follow Mm -hmm. and also like I get some people, like your parents, they might care because they want you to have a good life. But why do people care so much about the way that you go about things in your life? Yeah, instead of your own happiness and what you really want to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I guess they just want you to be successful, but it's like, let me do my thing. Yes. (laughs) Um, We have like one more fun question to wrap it up unless there's anything else that you want to cover that we didn't. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I wanted to ask in case you did, because <laughs> I think I know what it is. 
If you could massage one famous person, who would it be and why? I thought about this for a while. And I was like, of course, with massage, like, it's super professional. Like, I can't be too weird about it. But, like... (laughs) It'd definitely be Paul Rudd because I love him so Paul much. <laughs> I do love That's him. That's so awesome, actually. I did not even think about him. He'd, he would probably make you laugh the whole time. It'd probably be really fun. But you'd be. probably yeah, like learn him. some life lessons and stuff like that also. Yeah. He's yeah. a fun dude. He's just awesome. That's I didn't even think yeah. about it. I was thinking of like <laughs> Marilyn Monroe or something. You're, all, about, you're but, always thinking of like the most deep thing where i know i said like johnny cash on a different episode of like who you who would, would have dinner spend the day with spend the day i'm like cash. david dobrik because he's gonna give me a car oh my god i remember <laughs> listening to that. he's like johnny cash i'm like fuck you <laughs> she's trying to win brownie points she wants people to think she's nicer than me <laughs> i don't know i've tried to think of like ooh, if i could hang out with like five celebrities living or dead like who would i pick there's so many that I would want to talk know, to. I know. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you sitting down with us, telling us Yay. all your stories Thank and you your things me. and your beautiful inside <laughs> and out. Thank um, you. Tell all, all of our listeners where they can find you. Both you so, have two pages. Social, yeah. Both okay. your, like your social media accounts and then also your art. Yart. Okay. Yart. Yart. So, um, like my personal Instagram is Macy.musgraves because I love Casey Musgraves. <gasps> I love her too. Oh my god. And gosh. I was like, Macy, Casey. And my friend Sarah told me that I remind her of Casey and I was like about to cry. You're yeah, very you eclectic do. like that. <laughs> I was like, Are you kidding me? I started screaming. Mm-hmm. I was like, That's the best compliment I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then my um art is Macy Haney Artistry on Instagram and Facebook. So yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. If you want to find us, you better like and subscribe, first of all. <laughs> first of all. Um, you can find us on Instagram at sideboobs.sidehustles. Yeah. I can't remember it all. <laughs> I know there's so many pages. <laughs> um, you can find me, Brittany. I changed my Instagram, so surprise at Britt Paris. <laughs> <laughs> um, and me Shelby at probably Shelbs. All right, that's all we got. See you next Wednesday. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.